Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Reverend Mandy Fabian. And every week we <laughs> test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies and books and all the last trends that maybe make you divert from your path. Uh, grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. Like, so, yeah, for those people that don't, they're not fandies, they don't pay the $5 a month. Me. Spoiler She's a alert, reverend, y'all. I'm ordained. I'm ordained. And uh, I have a I have a big gig coming up this week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm gonna, and yeah. it's official that we can't let little boys near you anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, what? No, bring it on. Those chat rooms are popping. You don't even know. You well, say I'm, you're a reverend and they trust you a lot more. Yeah, this is This is what I'm afraid of. It's yeah. only 15 and up. I'm I'm ethical. You know, oh, and I can't true. get pregnant well, well, I anymore. I said little so boys meaning altar boys. Like I was going for oh, it. But you okay. you just thought I don't all the hot Yeah. Shirtless <laughs> boys we've Yeah, I I am I, will, I welcome all of the boys, okay? Bless and I can't heart. get pregnant anymore. So it's not like I'm a threat to anybody. You know what I mean? Bless I can't trap your them. heart. Yeah. Thank you. Woman of the uh, world. I, I actually did watch a whole series and we haven't talked about it at all on the podcast. And I never find the time. This is amazing. Anybody. Okay. Very fits and starts. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people aren't, but I'm like, oh, I have 10 minutes before I got to go pick up my son at school. I'll watch 10 minutes of this series, you know, yep. or laundry folding and that, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. It is the, it is called the act. Have we okay. talked about this with Patricia no. Arquette and Joey King, who, God help me, is extraordinary. And it's the story. It's a true story of this mom who had Munchausen by proxy and forced her daughter to <gasps> be in a wheelchair and oh. have a feeding tube. And and the daughter had nothing wrong with her. Oh, yes. It's I a heard true about crime. this. I highly recommend the series. I don't yeah. want to say too much more. It took me weeks and weeks and weeks to get through it. It's like six or seven episodes. Chloe Sevigny, Juliette Lewis, yeah. Patricia Arquette, and Joey King. Oh my God, she's so amazing. Wow. I feel like w- that was a while ago because I yes. feel like wasn't Patricia Arquette nominated for that? Yes. And right? it was like the first thing on Hulu that was like a series on Hulu. It was like oh. a Hulu original. It was 2019. So yes, oh, it's older. Okay. I know it's not. That's why I didn't choose it for us because yeah. it's not topical. We got our fingers on the on the pulse. So on yeah, the gay absolutely. Pulse. Yeah. But, Visit the Postcards from the Edge podcast if yeah. you guys don't think that. Get out there. <laughs> Waiting for Mandman or whatever we called that one. Yeah. Manding yeah. for Guffman. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Well, awesome. I, I, it sounds like I'm gonna have to check that out. I think you'll like it. And Fandy Nation, if anybody has seen it, hop on that Discord, mandcave.com slash Discord. Yeah. And I would love to talk about it with somebody because I don't know anybody who has seen it. Well, I would definitely watch it because I like that creepy Munchausen thing. Like, I don't like horror, but I love anybody who's so sick that they they would make somebody else feel like they're not well. Like, that's that particular disease, I'm super fascinated by. It's fascinating because it's such a disease. Like, this woman is so sick. So you hate her and she's a monster, but you also see what what uh, causes her sickness. It's it's, and it's a great performance. I'm not a Patricia Arquette fan generally. Yeah. 
Oh, she's so good. It's just so good. That's awesome. I love Anna that. Anna Sophia Robb is in it. Like just wonderful, wonderful actors. Did Jeremy watch it with you or was it a no, solo gig? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. screw that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next topic, yeah. I hate Jeremy. Yeah, that's <laughs> next week. We have that where we have it. Um, oh. I want to tell you what I did, what I did this week and what I, what I started to watch. And it's Preach, an interesting. Rev. It, it's speaking of, speaking of uh, like watching older things. Um, mm-hmm. This is a phenomenon that's happened many times in my house. And this is how it goes. What should we watch? Says Mandy Fabian. Patrick Fabian says, I have this great idea. There's this old movie that you never saw that I can't believe you never saw it. It's an amazing movie. And I Rosebud say, is a sled. Go ahead. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So this time I have never watched Carrie, the Halloween, <gasps> the scary horror. Yeah. So I've never watched it. So, <laughs> but here's the thing. So then Patrick's like, oh my God, it's so, such a great film. We have to watch it. So we start to watch Carrie. And in the first, I don't know, three to five minutes of Carrie, we get, Oh, high school girls are dumb and they giggle a lot. They don't know how to play volleyball and they're mean. And mm-hmm. then we get a good, long, slow motion high school girls in a locker room, topless, running around, sissy spacek, naked, showering herself slowly. And this is the thing. I, I, every I have had Patrick say, well, you got to watch this movie. It's a great movie. And they all, in the first two to five minutes, have some sort of female wet t-shirt or shower scene or <laughs> how many all... porkies movies did they make <laughs> that he's like you've never seen porkies 12 the... that's the best one <laughs> there's like the last seduction there's one with nicole kidman on a boat there's all these Dead movies Calm. oh i love that movie though what didn't she start topless on a boat or like wet t-shirt like i don't remember tits. if she's topless but that movie's it's... so good it's hilarious because I'm sitting there watching it and he's like, oh, God. OK, he goes, it's Brian De Palma. I forgot it was Brian De Palma. And I'm like, right. this is the thing. I was like, but what the good part is, this is furthering character and I'm learning so much about the story. We're really creating a world here because I'm watching girls slow-mo, topless, running around sure. in a locker room, acting like high school girls surely do. And he was like, oh, God, I'm mortified. So anyway, well, so we actually turned it off and we watched Nick Kroll's comedy special instead. And that is my recommendation for the week because it's goddamn hilarious i forgot about it but yes thank you for reminding me holy shit nick kroll is the other love of my life in a parallel Whoa. universe i i don't even know if i want to melanie's mind so we could still oh be my besties God, we and would like have double dates and we would have take oh, family vacations together like a brady bride wedding but with them <gasps> an oh, oh hello wedding i love that idea let's make we'd that make happen them, we'd make them marry us in character i like it right, yeah yeah, oh. yeah. But speaking of your husband, I had a dream last night that Paul Rudd was my brother and he was saying goodbye. He had to go like work or whatever, (laughs) but he was my brother. Yeah. And I grabbed him and I go, I just want you to know every time you go, we really miss you. I really miss you when you're gone. And he looked at me and he did that like Paul Rudd, like, duh, and shrugged and like, obviously I'm incredibly charming. Of course you miss me when I'm gone. And that was my dream. Well, I don't like that Paul Rudd was a bit cocky. Of course he's cocky. He's now amazing. Now over him. <laughs> I always assumed he was pure and humble. He could be. This was just a dream, man. It was just, we're not really, he's not really my brother, but I haven't, there's just some DNA testing I still haven't done. Okay. <laughs> if you're interested in that. Let, uh, am I? <laughs> I think he's, he's oh. probably 
on the top of the hall pass list or whatever list, whatever we call it, the freebie list for me and for Jer and for you, apparently. I mean, he is just, yeah, he's up there. Although it's not sex, right? It's not sexual with Paul Rudd. I just like choked on my own saliva halfway through the word sexual. Because you're a reverend not- now, so I'm very self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. Cock. Okay, oh, yeah. tits. Got I'm it. I'm about to get okay. Mormon on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I I want to be with him forever and ever <laughs> in a romantic, <laughs> intimate way. Well, I, I think you want to have breakfast with him forever and ever. Like, I, do you really? I don't need breakfast. Wanna... Oh. <laughs> you know that about me. I actually didn't know that about you. What kind of monster They're does like, need breakfast? I have like 12 other meals throughout the day, but breakfast <laughs> I don't eat. So I... I'm, that's I, not the plan for Paul Rudd. Mm-mm. I'm so shocked. I really saw you as an egg dish kind of person. I thought I saw you as a, can we have bacon? I've had breakfast with you. In brunch times. Okay. Or like right. if we're on vacation, if we go away, I'm not going to be the spoil sport who's like, no, I right. don't want any breakfast. Like yeah. I'll, I'll throw down. Well, and I forget you wake up at like 4.30 in the morning. So breakfast right. for you would be really a midnight snack for most people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, oh should we get to it? Oh, yeah, let's get to it. We went to the movies like we real ladies of leisure. Ugh, and yeah. we snuggled we and did. shared popcorn and peanut M&Ms and root beer. Yes, just like a real life couple. Yes. And we watched Bros. Pete, go ahead and play the uh, trailer for us. That I think that'll help the people. Hey guys, it's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ plus museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week and no one has acknowledged it. Lesbian History Month was in March. Nobody said a goddamn thing. Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a thruple situation. You're in a thruple? Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a thruple. I don't even want to be in a couple. Bobby, I had sex with that 65-year-old. Jesus, he's ripped. I know. It's like they injected steroids into Dumbledore. Oh my God, that's Aaron. He's very hot. Gay guys are so stupid. I know. But we've been smart enough to brand ourselves as being smart. It's our little secret. You met a guy? I don't think I'm his type. He's like gay Tom Brady. What are you into? One of these ripped idiots with no opinions? No, I like someone who's physically very frail and won't stop talking. And I bet he's as intimidated by you as you are by him. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. Cool. Whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. I need you to be honest with me. You like these growy, meathead idiots. Oh, look, they're fighting. You like that? I can be tough like your boys. Oh, that's what you like. Hey, what's going on? Oh, that's cool. All right. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Now I have to go to a Pride party and you're both too old to be in the pool. Please leave. People are threatening to boycott the museum. You can't say Lincoln was gay. If we don't do this, we're letting the heterosexual terrorists win. There are trans terrorists too. Caitlyn Jenner. You are so different from me. You're very intense. 
I like to keep things chill. I can be chill. Just like a manly man. Sup? Sup? I got you. Yeah. You don't need some help here, bro. Oh, 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 hey, I'm gonna need oh. some help here, bro. What is going on with you? My whole life, I prided myself on being self-reliant, but this guy has gone into my head. Maybe you're both bottoms and that's the problem. Gay sex was more fun when straight people were uncomfortable with it. Oh my god, do you guys remember straight people? Yeah, they had a nice run. Okay, bros. So I've been so excited to see this movie. And yeah. I that trailer made me laugh out loud several times. Yeah. Yep. So my expectations were quite high going mm. into this thing, you know? Yes, definitely. Yep. And coming off of a few weeks ago watching Fire Eye Mand. <laughs> yeah, we renamed it. Yes. Yeah. And I was not a fan. And that let me down. Yeah. This, to me, was so much more successful and so much better as yeah. a film, as a comedy, as a, you know, yep. uh statement or or whatever it just yeah. succeeded I, in so many places where fire i man failed for me that is absolutely correct yeah, yeah the chemistry between the guys was so much more real like it it was i think in fire i man there was uh you know they were trying to build something that they were trying to they did had all of the look and feel of a rom-com but it wasn't quite there but these guys their chemistry is just really really fun to watch like the way that they that they have like one of the things I really love about it was that they have um they show very specific it's very specific to gay male dating, right? It's a world that I I don't know personally. I've heard, but I haven't heard even details like this. Some of the but specifics of fun. Gay male yeah. dating in New York City yeah. at this age for these types. This is not this is not a general like this is how all gays do it. This no. is real specific. Which, that's what every successful movie needs to be. It needs yes. to be very specific. And I think it's a danger to look at anything. Like, I, we had this talk about Fire Island, actually. That, like, not every gay man's experience is that you're going to go on a boat and dance shirtless and go to these parties and everything. Mm -hmm. But that was specific to this character, right? Yes. So, yeah. yes. I, you mentioned chemistry between the two leads. Yeah. Who would not have chemistry with oh, Luke McFarlane. Holy shit, he is so fucking gorgeous. <laughs> uh, he is, and he makes you lean in. Like, he's, <laughs> he gave a smaller performance. Like, he's not wacky the way no. everybody else in the movie is. And he's yeah. very, very grounded. Yeah. And very, very hot. Hot. And, so and, hot. Yeah. And real, like, I love one of his first lines is, yeah, I his job is that he works out people's wills. Yeah. And Billy Eichner's like, is that what you always wanted to do? He's like, yeah, I grew up <laughs> wanting to decide what people should do with their shit when they die. You know, and that was paraphrased and I apologize. But he uh, was, was very, very realistic and also frustrating because. So what one of the 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 through lines of the movie is that both characters are anti-relationship and not yeah. comfortable letting go and falling, which bumped for me at times because I felt, particularly Billy Eichner's character, 
Yeah. Whose name escapes me. The names are, I'm, oh. I'm terrible. What was um, his name? I don't remember. Oh, also, he was a podcaster and we heard, and the whole movie oh. starts with podcasting, which was great. <laughs> and it gave you what a great way to get all of his, his opinions and history out. And then he never got behind a microphone <laughs> he again. And I was like, again. Isn't he a podcaster? I thought about that halfway through the movie and I thought, well, you know, then he is, his podcast leads him to get this job of setting up the gay and lesbian the museum. The museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think he would do an updated like, <laughs> it, it, I, you know, maybe this is good that it wasn't like most movies. Most movies during his Dark Night of the Soul would have had him at the microphone sad. Oh, and saying, yeah, you know, I, I had love, guys, and I lost it. And, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. But this he just. Never went back to the microphone, which I thought was strange. <laughs> but um, but these both guys had the same issues. It, and it, I questioned that. I wanted one of them to be more like a romantic falling in love and the other one being resistant rather than them both resisting, resisting, resisting. Right. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of hand motions. You, That's, the I'm hand motions are really making it. I'm sorry that the fandies can't see this because it's like she's voguing. Rolling and, on the river. I'm doing yeah. a lot of stuff. And yeah. She's doing this motion that's like washing the dishes. So just kind of imagine, guys, she's washing and drying a dish. And it's a it's a good it's a very classic move. I'm wax oning, wax offing at my own palms <laughs> over and over for no reason. I can't stop. I can't stop. Okay. It's interesting because I actually, when I saw the trailer, I thought that the conflict for him was going to be that he was straight or that he was bi. And Luke McFarlane. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like that he was, because the whole thing is like, he's such a bro. He's such a like macho guy and he's with macho guys. And his mm-hmm. crush in high school, you find out later, is a straight dude. And so, and I have several friends who that was their issue that like mm-hmm. one in particular, like every crush was a straight guy. It was like, he was just never interested in gay men. He was always interested in straight men who. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. <laughs> 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 I know, right? Oh, God, Luke McFarland, give me a second glance. Uh, oh. Yeah, we have our, yes, no, our husbands are plenty gay. I think there's just yes. no no issue with that. Um, but yeah, it, so it, it was kind of, um, I, I kind of thought maybe that was going to be a twist, but it wasn't. It was just this kind of, and it was a very gentle thing where it really felt like they both were just, they had not found their match and they sort of assigned it to, in the same way that women do, all straight men don't want to be in a relationship. They're all noncommittal, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then they were sort of like gay men are so shallow and superficial and nobody really wants a relationship. And like they, they do this fun thing where every new sexual kind of interested encounter starts with what's up, what's up. Yeah. And they have these... <laughs> I found that very realistic and very funny. Everything <laughs> is just, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Now... That's interesting. I do you find that realistic because you've heard actual stories like that from friends? I just think it's a it, I don't know about from friends, but I do think it's the easiest way you you see somebody online that looks cute and it's non-committal to say hey, what's up? What's up? Rather than <laughs> I I loved your picture and you look adorable and where was that taken? Right? You don't want to seem anything. You just want to start hey, what's up? Which in this movie leads to you know, one night stands, lickety splits. Yeah. Hey. Uh, it also leads to oh, lickety splits. That's a lot like the uh what was the sexual position that you those I don't remember now. The screwnicorn. The screwnicorn. Yeah. Oh 
oh, <laughs> you came up with the story. You found that. Yeah. But yeah, Lickety Splits does sound uh, <laughs> like a position in the Karma Sutra. Yeah. But uh, it also leads to, I won't, I thought this was so funny, like send a dick pic. No. He's like, I won't. And he's like, then at least send an ass pic. I won't talk unless you send an ass pic. I won't engage with you. Ass pic, ass pic, ass pic. Leading uh, Billy Eichner to spend more time in the mirror. He spends a lot of time in the mirror in this movie. Sure. Trying to capture a good ass pic. Uh, Something that we did in 30 Nights. So I wonder... So it's Who's a nod to your movie. Stuff. This yeah. whole thing was a nod to your movie. It was basically so. the gay version of 30 Nights. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the way that they did the texting back and forth because mm-hmm. it was a commentary on they were able to really make fun of the sort of funny way, just the oh, how am I the way that they would the dumb things they would say to get to a hookup, right? Right. And but they had the characters do it in voiceover and just show them typing but you don't have to see the words you just hear it in voiceover which i from now on forever and ever i'm gonna have that in all of my movies (laughs) because it's infinitely better and it's funnier that way people could deliver the joke so i thought that was a great great creative decision that they made absolutely yeah uh this is also yet another movie that makes me miss new york but that's just an aside. It of shot course. New York beautifully in Central Park and it was sun dappled and yeah. that's my favorite kind of dappled. But <laughs> so one of the major plot points of the film is that he works at the first LGBTQ uh, museum. Yeah. And the mission of the museum is to shine a light on untold buried histories yeah. of the LGBTQ movement or activists or people who just happen to be LGBTQ. And the reason I'm not including I, A, and every letter after that is that they don't in the movie. I just want to make that clear. I'm not, I'm not eliminating letters. That's how they referred to it in the movie. Yeah. Now, this is a great idea for a museum. Every city should have one. Oh, yeah. What did you think of of how much time we spent in the museum and in the boardroom with the people running the museum deciding how what to do cuz that's where i got a little taken out yeah i mean i i there were a lot of really funny jokes and i liked i again i'm with you i like i really liked the idea of the museum as mm-hmm. a real thing and i was just like oh and it was fun even throughout the movie they sprinkled all these banners of like this museum coming and and it gave him a reason to go and have to raise money. And I thought that whole scene of them going to Provincetown was really great, an opportunity mm-hmm. for them to fall in love and how, you know, the character, I can't, God, I can't remember his name, but the guy that Luke McFarland plays uh-huh. ends up. Okay. And he's fun so good cameos at, in Provincetown, fun cameos throughout the oh, movie. But, yeah. Yeah. That was actually really, really beautiful. And I really bought it. It was like, to me, that was a the best of a, um, what do you call it? What's the woman that does all the something's got to give? And Nancy Myers. It was like, uh-huh. it went full Nancy yeah. Myers with like the great beachy setting mm-hmm. and the sunsets and like drinking a cold beer and like toes. He in was sand. wearing a turtleneck too at one point. I wonder if there was intentional <laughs> Nancy Myers nods in here. 
<laughs> there had to be. It had, I feel like there were nods to all of the rom-coms, the strolling, the way that they bought the uh, they bought a Christmas tree and then Luke McFarlane carries it by himself and then they, <laughs> uh, they carry a giant um, menorah down the street. That's mm-hmm. such a when Harry met Sally make fun of that. Like they really they make reference. fun of rom-coms a lot in this movie. Like the very first the end of their first date where you know, they're going to go off separately. And then one of them goes, you know, turns and goes, wait. And you think they're going to go and spend the night together. And then you think they are spending the night together. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know how many spoilers I want to give because there yeah. are some fun surprises. Yeah. Like the cameos. I don't even want to spoil them. No. And that moment, I was rolling my eyes because it's, you know, so out of a rom-com. Wait. Right. And then they cut to them kissing. And I was like, oh, are you kidding? Yeah. And then it. And then it turned its on it does a twist. turned it on its ear and saved yeah. it and made it funny. So yeah, yeah, kudos. To, Very funny. Yeah, yeah. But I I wish they wouldn't have out loud referenced a lot of rom coms, which they did. They oh. talked about Harry and Sally. I, oh, I, you know. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Maybe well, they that's literally just have the guy running on me. the street at the end, where you're like, oh, right. okay, is there when Harry must Sally shot? <laughs> right. And but I think know. people feel like a freedom, maybe. You know, well, we've referenced it, so now we can do it. Right. But if they didn't reference it, maybe people would accuse them of like, hey, you ripped off when Harry met Sally. But yeah, all romantic comedies are ripping off when Harry met Sally. A thousand. I completely ripped off when Harry met Sally a couple of times in my movie. (laughs) For me, it's Schindler's List. 30 Nights is just a direct (laughs) ripoff. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um. Um, yeah. Oh, so to answer your question about the museum, the one thing I would say is like, I really liked it as an idea and I thought the characters were all really fun that we met, but it it was as a source of conflict. I don't know. It didn't, it was, I wasn't quite as into that story as I was the love story. And mm-hmm. I also like the self-referential. I kind of just liked seeing these guys dating and having a romance, right? Like that was enough story for me. So I didn't necessarily need the additional, uh, I I didn't need the additional stuff, but I found it interesting. Uh, Side note, research came back with Billy Eichner plays Bobby and Luke McFarlane is Aaron. Thank you, God. Aaron, yeah. Of course, Bobby, Bobby. The final scene at the museum is very reminiscent of How to Lose a a Guy in 10 Days which is a guilty pleasure for me. I know it's not one of the best, but I love it. It's great. And one of them is up on a stage and having to proclaim feelings in front yes. of a room full of well-dressed, you know, people at a fundraiser. This is very common. Yes. And uh, so, the, you know, there. I appreciate that they didn't try to redo the tropes. Like, they they... They just followed the rules of romantic comedies. Yes. And that is fine by me. Uh, me too. So we knew they would end up together. That's not a spoiler. Uh, it, they really followed all the rules. I, I'm i so glad a gay movie, romantic comedy, followed all the rules and gave us a story we cared about with characters we cared about. Yeah. But because of the museum, they were there was a lot of lecturing about you know, people ignoring gay stories. Yeah. And that I I got self-conscious because I'm like, well, I'm not a- ignoring gay stories. I'm sitting in the movie theater watching your movie. Right. So 
I wish I wish that those points that they were making could somehow reach the people who need to hear them. Right. Because those of us who go to see bros are supportive of gay stories. Yeah. Well, one thing I really liked was when he's talking to the mom uh, at the dinner and he and Amanda she's like, Fierce. oh, is that who is that her name? Yeah, I don't remember. That's funny. I don't know yeah. her name. Um, what was she in? Was she in something else that you know her name? She was the neighbor on Married with Children for years and years. And oh. then she's what, she's a huge television director. Oh, whoa. I didn't know that. Good for her. Oh, cool. And she is one of the first women to come out in Hollywood and live an oh. out gay life. Oh, wow. But she's playing a conservative straight lady. She and it's fun. is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I really liked her. Um, I liked the conversation that they had over dinner. Mm-hmm. And this this was the most provocative of all of that. This was, it wasn't, it was the most interesting question to me was they were having the question. She's a second grade teacher and he wanted her to bring her kids to the museum. And she was like, I love the idea of a gay history museum, but not for second grade. Mm-hmm. It's too young. And he's like, I don't think it is. And then he, it, so it's a really, prov- I actually loved that scene. And I love that story because it's this, my same argument about Sex, women, female sexuality mm-hmm. and when are you supposed to talk about that and like why would there be parameters on discussing that kind of thing I, I thought that was a really interesting thing and I was totally on his side like yeah you should bring those second graders oh absolutely <laughs> I, I think uh, it was uncomfortable because he was trying to impress the parents of his boyfriend and he was yeah. failing at that so that's why it was uncomfortable not because of the subject matter but because his personality couldn't he 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 yeah, but he was to... he was making a good point, right? His Absolutely. boyfriend at the time was saying, like, his boyfriend was saying, "Hey, don't stop pushing it with my parents." And he's like, "I can't not push it with your parents because your mom's wrong on this." And I thought that was a really great. I actually thought that was a great conversation. But he also knew he was self sabotaging, and and what Aaron says to him is, "Be less you yeah. with my parents," and that is the most insulting. <laughs> like, yeah. So they're they both are self-sabotaging they both you know yeah they're both messy yeah um well but they both also address their own kind of which i think is really interesting their own homophobia of their their own like internalized being told pipe down don't be so this or that mm-hmm. don't you know like that th- because they're of, they're gay men of a certain age and i've heard this talked about so much i think it's a really interesting conversation I heard, you ready? Uh, on Glennon Doyle's podcast, she had uh-huh. Emily and Amy of the Indigo Girls on. So it's Never Glennon heard of them. and her wife, Abby, and then Amy and Emily. So like, mm-hmm. right, I could just die. I, it was the best hour of my life listening to the four of them talk. But <laughs> it was very interesting because what they were talking about was how they had to fight that so much because when they were growing up, being a lesbian was just not okay ever. Mm-hmm. And so they have they actually internalized that and they still are like struggling with their identity and they are you know they're the ultimate lesbians like they're the they're the queen you could you could formalize it and make them lesbian royalty but they mm-hmm. don't they're not totally accepting and they were talking about how interesting it is watching younger lesbians have none of that and how jealous they are mm-hmm. that they because they've grown up in a very accepting world that they've never had to overcome those obstacles Right. So I thought it was really interesting that they 
you know, they address that. They're like men in their 40s and, you know. Well, I hadn't thought of their age as being a factor, but you're right. It would be interesting if it was a romantic comedy about two guys in college. Yeah. These obstacles wouldn't have a, have been there for them. Everyone around them would have been accepting and, you know, oh, you're out. I have a million out friends. My, you know, it, yeah. but they did grow up in a different time. I hadn't thought of that. Well, it's a really interesting thing, too, because we're changing as a country, right? So in New York and L.A., duh. I mean, you know, Abby doesn't even know about homophobia. (laughs) Right. I mean, she's, you know, she's completely who she is. No, doesn't get it if there's ever a joke about a homophobic joke. She's like, I don't get it. I'm like, of course you don't, sweetheart, because you shouldn't. It's nonsense. Right. But if she goes to Texas or, you know. The middle mm-hmm. of the country, there, there are pl- Florida has their whole like, oh, we're not going to say the word gay. Also nonsense. But so you go, it's interesting. There are places where, unfortunately, kids are still going to deal with that. But the hope would be that we're, we're getting there. We've made a lot of progress. Tons of progress. You know, years and years ago, uh, I think Biden referred to it as the uh, after Will and Grace era. That, oh, yeah. you know, and I, I mean, f- for what it's worth, 20 years ago when Will and Grace premiered, they they were so smart because they gave us something so familiar. Oh, a sitcom. Oh, they're roommates. Oh, they have dating troubles. Got it. Yeah. And then they happen to be a half gay. Their characters are half gay and their actor was, you know, Sean Hayes is gay. Um, and I thought that was such a, a gentle, sneaky way to reach more people. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say... Uh, Will and Grace was like how I first saw gay people on, t- you know, in, on yeah. TV or in life. And that's and that's wonderful. So, yeah. well, you know, we are past that. But well, Liz Cheney didn't not get elected because she's a lesbian. You know, right. I mean, so it's right. like it's interesting. It's kind of like I don't know that 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 I don't know that you're supposed to out Liz Cheney on our show, but okay, <laughs> Liz Cheney for president. Um, I wonder if she's seen the movie. Well, we'll have to send her a link. Um, (laughs) I there there's a lot of back and forth about this movie it's really you know people are debating and discussing but overall we laughed we were we you know it's it it's progress it's exciting yes totally the studio put a lot of money behind it they marketed it the same way they would have if it were J-Lo and Owen Wilson yeah it was just it's just mainstream and it's thrilling. Well, and I'm a big, big Billy Eichner fan. <laughs> I mean, I you know I don't watch reality anything, but those uh-huh. Billy on the Streets, holy shit. I would watch those... all of them and then I would send them to my friends and be like, <laughs> this woman. like he makes me laugh so hard. You sent them to your friends. I I've never received a Billy on the Street from no, you. No, my my real friends, my real friends. My not no. your podcast friends. The ones who, I yeah. um those were always dependent on who he was with. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember vividly and fondly the ones where I loved the person he was running around with. And then if it was somebody I wasn't crazy about, I, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, it's just loud. But when it was Will Ferrell, I was totally on board. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, like any improv, like any improv thing, some of them are not going to be as funny as others. But yeah, I and I liked him on uh, Friends from College, too. I really loved that show. I didn't care for that show as much, but uh, oh, I, I thought he it. was great on it. Yeah. And you didn't know he was a singer. But oh, I had he, no idea. He is 
he and Seth Rogen are the two Timon and Pumbaa in the live action Lion King. And Seth Rogen is admittedly not a singer. He did his best. He hit the notes. But you're like, who's this other voice? He's actually a really great singer. And it's Billy Eichner. And he is a singer. And he sings in this movie. My God. I had no. Yeah. yeah, He sings in the shower in this one scene. And I was like, what the holy voice of an angel. I think he's also sung like in Broadway uh, not on Broadway in a show, but in fundraisers and stuff like that. I th- I think he's he is one, a singer. One of the things that the things the reason I I also loved him on that show. Um, oh hell, now I don't remember. I ha- I would have to look it up. It was with that female comedian. Um, oh, um, people, normal people, no, uh, uh, annoying people, something like I, that. Yeah, it. Well, okay, yeah. Are you on it? Okay. Um. Because I difficult that, people. Yes. That was a surprisingly good show. And I only say surprisingly I because saw. I know ne- Oh, I loved it. Andrea Martin played the mom of the female comedian. There are these love two her. characters, they're really specific. So it's a little bit like Broad City in that if you don't love those characters and want to hang out with them, there's nothing else mm-hmm. in the show for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And they're very specific. But I loved that show and I loved him on it. So he he really has always been a win for me. And I think he's so smart. Like Billy Eichner feels like the kind of guy to me that I want to hang out with because even though it get you can tell he gets in his own way because he's so smart and constantly, you know, judging things and assessing things and he overthinks everything, but he's just so funny and I think it's really intelligent humor. He's very insightful like that that observationally comic way. Did he write Absolutely. he wrote this movie, didn't he? Co-wrote it with Nick Stoller. But okay. he, but he's honest about who he is. He's got this brand. Yeah. And you either love it or you hate it or you're in between. And, uh, you yeah. know, but I admire that this, hey, this is it. This is who I am. I have these opinions. Yes. I am smart. I am New York and brash. And, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not going to uh, change who I am to fit a mold. I'm just going to be me. Yeah, and that's the there whole message a, of the movie. I anyone who could do that, Amy Schumer does it. Yeah, uh, Tignataro does it. There are these people who are like, yes, this is just who I am. Yeah, and I admire it because I am a whore. And <laughs> if someone says, "Hey, you might be right for something," I'm like, "I'll do whatever you want me to do." <laughs> you want me to get a face transplant? Like, what do you? Whatever you want. I don't have to be who I am. I can chuck who I am. So. It's really, <laughs> I admire those who are like, nope, this is who I am. Always true to myself. Yeah, I I agree with that. How many man jobs? Um, I'd give it like four. I, well, you said four, so I should say negative 12, <laughs> right? Just so we have so something brand. to hang yeah, our yeah, hat yeah. on. For sure. No, but I, I think I would go around the same yeah, um, I mean it. It is filled with laughs. It is. It delivers the promise of a romance, and it's also like it. It introduced me to a world that I didn't know of. Like, I mean, I have friends who've told me about their dating lives, but to mm-hmm. see it acted out and to watch the specifics of how these guys, you know, uh, talk to each other and what they're interested, like the way that they date, is really, really fun. We are not mentioning because it's a 
it is the best scene in the movie, hands down. I knew you agree because we were laughing so hard at Steve. <laughs> and I don't want to say any more. I want anyone listening yes. to reach out once you've seen the movie and let's oh, talk about Steve. Let's talk about Steve, guys. Let's talk about Steve. Let's I... get Steve a spinoff. His own <laughs> spinoff. It's his own thing. Holy God, that really was so funny. I was holding my sides laughing. Yeah. Yes. So, but we're not going to, no spoilers because it's out in the theaters and I want people to have yes. time to go see it. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited for our game. You didn't, you didn't give it man jobs, did you? Four. I said four. Oh, you said four. No, I right. said negative 12 and yeah. then I said four. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay. Well, yay. Four man jobs. So eight total. And if you average that out, it's four. Great. Yeah. So... And not Man Jobs, but Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. Here's an aside. Love, Pete. If you listen to the last episode. Oh, yeah. Not Man Day. Yep. Uh, he did some magical engineering. And <laughs> yes. I like when Pete chimes in. So, Pete. Yeah. Insert yourself into our cave. Gay rom-com stories. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. When they beg for it, it's just not the same. Please insert yourself into our cave. Wow, that just, that went a different direction, but I, okay. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Rev. And, and I'm glad he agreed with me on the uh, come at me uh, comment as well from last week. So, Debatable. also, if you would like to uh, agree with me that she says come at me, not come in me you, from not okay, then please do join us on Discord. You can go to mancave.com slash Discord. We already talked about that. And you can also become a fandy. That's how you best can support the show. If you like us, if you love us, pay $5 a month to get a little closer. You know what I mean? Mancave.com slash Fandy. You could be a member. You get uh, birthday videos that are so much fun and you can um, join us in our private channel and talk to us. And it's really a good time. Yes. And as if you haven't done enough for us, please leave us a review on oh, yeah. Apple Podcasts. Please, please. We need it to help us grow. So just five stars and a rave and we will give you a shout out. And... Wear your merch loud oh, yeah. and proud. I need a new phone case because mine is all chipped. So oh, I'm yeah. I'm thinking I might do a Daisy Flowers and the oh, leopard gosh, blue jeans yes. <laughs> phone case. Well, I don't know. I haven't decided which one yet, but I'm getting yeah. a new phone case and we're gearing up for winter. So I need some more sweatshirts. Yeah. I'm very excited. Do? Yeah, yeah. Go to mancave.com slash merch and in get there. yours. Okay. Okay. Romantic comedies. That's what we watched. Sure. You would agree. And I said this one didn't reinvent the romantic comedy. And no one really has in a long time. Okay. People, okay. romantic well, comedies follow a formula and well, they all boil down to a yes. what used to be a boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl. Now yeah. we can't say that anymore. Thank Palm, God, yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. bros. Okay. Palm Springs so, actually reinvented the romantic comedy. But, you know, it's cool. Uh, yeah. Couldn't sit through it. <laughs> what? Adam Sandberg? Couldn't sit Shut through it. Shut up. You didn't like Palm Springs? Couldn't sit through it. Do not listen to her, Fandies. It's a wonderful movie. It's a wonderful okay. movie. All right. So, what I have here are log lines of romantic comedies. Okay. Some of them are real. Uh-huh. Some of them I have made up. Okay. You are going to tell me which is are which. Real, the real rom-com and the fake rom-com. Yes. Got it. And I think a bonus point 
for both of us, because I haven't done this, yep. is to give them a title. Once you hear the log line, <laughs> we can each come up with a title. Oh, okay, great. And I'll keep a very, very detailed list of all the points. Great. No, I won't. The, the boner okay. points. Okay, yeah, got it. <laughs> Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. When an Icelandic man-boy oh, is boy. selected as the first redhead going to the moon, he faces his fear of dying before doing anything important. All while being persecuted by another ginger astronaut, an egomaniac TikTok star. What? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's so convoluted that I would say it's real. It is real. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's um, let's go... I'm going to say, since they're both gingers, I'm going to say Red Rockets. Not bad, Fabian. Yeah? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say Moon Ginger. Yeah. But you must say it as Moon Ginger. ginger. Yeah. You know, right? also, since it's a rom-com, it could be like To the Moon and Back. It's cute, sure. right? Yeah. Yes. A little yes. more predictable, but. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, you ready for another one? What was the actual title? Do I get to know the actual title? I didn't put actual titles in here, so <laughs> no. And I'm never going to that website again. <gasps> okay. Well. Uh, a cheating husband, mm -hmm. unable to escape his mistress's handcuffs, has the tables turned on him <gasps> when his wife demands an open marriage. Oh. But when they both show up at the same restaurant with their dates, they realize they still love and need only each other. Oh, okay. Well, um, I, this sounds like you wrote it. Uh, that's what I think. And it sounds like uh, I would title it something like, um, what's that song? If you like pina, pina coladas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The pina colada song. In, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say it's the, the pina colada switch is what I would call this movie. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, it is real. I did not make this up. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I would call it check, please. <laughs> yeah 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 or open season or open seating okay you know maybe yeah. all valid yeah uh 17 year old mermaid bailey waters sure just wants a normal teenage experience when she transfers to a new high school can she keep her fishy secret under wraps when her new boyfriend jace sees her swimming in the ocean and asks her to join the swim team Um, does, uh, does, what is it? David Attenborough? Does he narrate <laughs> this movie? Um, I would, let's see, uh, fishy feelings and, nice. or, or other fish in the sea could be pretty good. Nice. Uh, and is You're it real? Title Is that real? Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm going to say you made it up. I did make it up. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, very good. It was confusing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just as confusing as the real one. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, I don't know. It could be. Right. Um, nice. I'm, I'm, I would call it Bailey Waters just because I liked that name for a mermaid. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm hmm Okay, here we go. Five lifelong friends decide to kidnap... I'm sorry. 
five <laughs> lifelong friends decide yeah. to kidnap their book club's favorite romance novelist Ooh. and force him to fix their love lives. Oh. Only one problem. His life is a bigger mess than all of theirs combined. Oh, my God. Well, I love this movie idea. I think it's yours. And I would say, um, let's see, what would be a good, um, what would be a good, uh, let's see, cliffhangers. Oh, nice. Maybe, right? Well, if they're all smoking pot, we'll call it spliffhangers. Spliff. There you go. <laughs> or like, write, write me, write me something. Anyway, writing the wrongs, something. Well, yeah. I, I liked cliffhangers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is that is a Mandy Kaplan original. It's a brilliant idea. I think you should write it. Thank you. Yeah. I might. I might. Some of these are going to live on. The mermaid in thing other is ways. too controversial. But that one, I want a first draft by next week. The mermaid thing was. Yeah. <laughs> Mermaid's not a good. That's too edgy. Yep. Uh, are you ready for another one? And, sure. And and how are you doing at home, Fandies? Are you scoring well? And what are your titles? Yeah. Join us on Discord and yeah. let us know your titles for these things. Please do. What did What did you name the sticky fish drama? Uh. Bailey Waters. Oh, oh no, you're saying to the other people. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. I get confused when you're looking at me but talking to the world. (laughs) I find that very confusing. I did that last week too. Um, When a UFO lands in her backyard, Lila Forrester develops strong feelings for the alien invader who is an identical double for her husband. Oh. Now she must decide whether she wants to work out her marital troubles or make the swap for good. Oh, well, I like that. Um, that sounds like it could be real. It sounds like it could be real. And I'm going to say, uh, oh, how about otherworldly? Nice. I, I might say, uh, my alien love. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is totally my creation. Well, it's wonderful. I really have a... A stallion. I have a, a bod for business and a mind for brains. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Yeah, I don't... That means nothing. All right. Uh, one more, two more. Here we go. I'm still trying to think of titles. Like, which one's Ed? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an aging, washed-up actress is fitted with an odd device that makes her appear younger revamps her career, and piques the interest of a clout-seeking ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Oh. I feel like I... I feel like I I saw a trailer for this. I feel... (laughs) No, I do. I feel like there was a... Because I remember feeling like, oh, bummer, because I've always wanted to do a movie with the the age swap thing. Um. Yeah, but maybe not. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know if it's real or you, because you're right. You write really great things. So if it's too, it's too good. Maybe it is you. Maybe it is you. Um, but either way, I, I, I'd be interested in that. And then, then I would say, <laughs> Frinkle in Time is a great title. You know what I <laughs> yes. mean? Yeah. Yes. Or aging I would call up. It revamp. Oh, revamp is good. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is real. Okay. Okay. That one's real. Is it coming and, out? Because I, I do feel like I saw a trailer for it. Uh, I 
I, I don't know. You don't remember. Okay, got it. No, no. Um, <laughs> you, what were you doing? Like, were you like in your sleep I looked up like romantic comedy log lines. And I just in. cut. No, I cut and pasted <laughs> these from a site of romantic comedy log lines, but I didn't do the titles because I wanted us to give them titles. I gotcha. I'm just, I'm imagining you in like blindfolded with mittens going like this and then, you know, coming up it's with something them. similar. I can. <laughs> I can look up my history and see. Oh, no, no, no. I don't care. It's all good. I think it's funny. It's good. This uh, is much okay, better. Okay, but last one. Yep. And then I I will uh, be able to tell you some of these titles. On their seven-year anniversary, husbands Kurt and Jones decide to take one night off from monogamy. Jones is shocked and awed when he finds out Kurt spent the night with a woman. Not just any woman. His best friend, Julie. <gasps> oh, God. I hope that's real. That's a great premise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, obviously, it's called Banging Julie. <laughs> it's the best title of a movie ever. It, weirdly, it's called Schindler's List, and I made it up. Um, Julie's Fist. Seven-year mm-hmm. bitch is what I would call it. Oh, oh. Nice. Right? Seven, Seven year, year itch. Yeah, I like that. I like Okay, so that. Icelandic man boy that was called Space Gingers. Okay, so we were close. Space Gingers. Um, Somebody really did that. Okay. Juvenescence is the aged up the aging washed up actress. Oh, okay. I wonder how many of these I can find. Because I, I skipped that. a bunch. Well, that's all right. That's okay. Those uh, two are good. Didn't you make up the rest of them? You made up a lot of them. Well, because I'm, I, that's, that's what I do. That's what I like to do. Yeah. I love it. Um, juvenescence. There it is. <laughs> okay. So you did very well. You scored four. pretty good. I, Great. Yeah. I, no, no scoring. Oh, so it's my turn. Now I'm going to tell you what we're going to watch next week. The movie one was the, the, oh. the restaurant one was called Table for Two with a question mark. that's pretty good sorry to interrupt yes go table for too many t-o-o i could do this all day all right so i'm gonna switch it up a little bit uh i've been having you watch all of these kind of like you know smaller indie things and while i love it i am going to assign you something you're gonna freaking love but i'm a minister this week i'm performing a wedding so i guess i'm in the mood to make people happy um you are going to listen to a podcast, a true crime solving podcast. Thank God. Oh my God. You're so happy already. It's like, I don't even have to, I'm, I'm so excited. There are, there will be two episodes right now. There's one episode and the first, so anyway, it's called Rabia and Ellen solve the case and it's Rabia oh, Chaudhry. I love, yes. And Ellen, uh, I forget what her last name is, but they- okay. Uh, I forget her last name. It doesn't matter. They are going back over cases that they feel are wrongful convictions and telling mm. you basically why it was poor police work. And their very yes. first case is Lacey and Scott Peterson. And I'd be curious to know, did you think that Scott Peterson was guilty? Yes! So did I. So, wait until you hear the first episode of Rabia and Ellen Solve the Case. And so I think you can get through two. You know, they're an hour. I think there's going to be yeah. two by the time. No so worries. take a listen and we will discuss yes. Rabia and Ellen Solve the Case next week. You're welcome. I'm already fired up. 
All right. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> knew it. All right. Well, love I, ya. I love you too. I'll see you next week. Yeah, you will. Oh, and Mand, um, yeah. bless you. Thank you, Rev. You're welcome.